We are going to pray over the word before I begin to minister. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that it's designed. It's designed for us today. Father, let nothing of myself be included in this, Father, that, that your words and your voice would be heard. I thank you, Lord, that, that there's an anointing that rests upon this house. There's an anointing upon your word. Your word is truth. Your word is light. Your word is revelation. Your word is impartation. Your word is activation. I thank you, Father, that all of those are sitting in the heavenlies and they're dripping upon us today. They're being imparted into us today. That your word is within this atmosphere and that your word is causing a creativity. And Lord, that your word is opening ears and your word is opening eyes. And Father, your word is opening our hearts today. So Lord, we submit to hearing your word your word for thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path be glorified in the midst of your people today lord for those seeking answers lord minister and answer for those in need of healing and a touch from you touch now father in jesus name we thank you lord that you are in our midst holy spirit Thank you for leading and guiding. Take over, Lord. Manifest yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Well, as always, it's an honor and a privilege to be in the midst of the house and um, standing in the pulpit as, as Apostle Frank and Pastor Laura Lee are away, and in honoring that place before the Lord. Amen? I honor it before the Lord, and we need to do that. And so I want to, in my spirit, it's going to be a little bit different kind of release today. And I'm, I'm thankful for that, because one of the things that I guess has never been a part of how God created me was to be to fitting into something that's just the same all the time, the same old, same old. Can't do it. Can't do the same old, same old. Has to be what is ordered and, and, and refreshed by the breath of God and the voice of God. Amen? We need that in our lives. Praise God. So Psalm 119, 130 says, and this is the New Living Translation, the teaching of your word gives light, so even the simple can understand. It gives light, so, so we can all see it, regardless of where we are or how we consider ourselves. The New King James Version says it like this, the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. We've been learning uh, based on what, what the e-blast the e that went out. We're in a place now where the Lord is speaking to us about the in, coming from the inside out and how God is bigger and he's big within us, and he's bigger than the bear. And I thought about that as uh, Apostle Frank asked me to expound a little more on that. So, so God is bigger than the bear. Well, when I heard that, you know, the bear, I don't, I, I don't equate that to the devil because that's already a defeated end of the subject He's already at the end. He has no say. But the flesh can be a bear. Okay, our flesh can be a bear at times. But, but the Lord has given us victory over that. And so we have some 
things that go on in our lives as God is transforming us into his image that we become more like him and less like the moving in the flesh. We move in the spirit and not in the flesh. Here's an example. Let's just use it as a quick practical example. So over the last two years, I've lost weight. Now, we're not talking about me as a person. We are talking about it, but we're, talking, we're comparing spiritual things to fleshly things, okay? So let's think of it in that term. Some of the old clothes I had, they don't fit anymore. So I can't put on the old. I have to buy new. And some of the old that I would put on it doesn't flatter to represent the new. So when we take of the old things of the flesh that are listed even in Galatians and throughout our lives, if we're honest, and we put those on or we walk in those, those do not bless or represent who we are in the spirit realm because we've been clothed with the new clothing. And we're being transformed, and we're being renewed, and we're being changed every day. And so we put on the new. And the only way that we can put on the new is what John the Baptist said. He must increase, and I must decrease. So when God is doing a work, which he is doing a work from the inside out, then we must decrease and he must increase. Well, if something is increasing, it's naturally expected that whatever is there is going to decrease. Because if you have a set place, this body, now we're talking, you know, we think about the Lord when we're talking about um, Jesus is in my heart and he's doing, we're going to talk about those things. But really, Jesus is, Jesus is a consuming fire and he's consuming us and we are in that consumption. Therefore, he's increasing. And because we're in that consumption, we're decreasing. And it's our choice to do that. And we can do it the nice way. Or it can be done the hard way. That's our choice. But either way, it's going to be done. And do you think, because God, there's no time. You know, he is, he is, he created time. He is time. There's no time in the Lord. We know that. So do you think that he cares if we walk around the mountain 40 times? No. He's saying, I'm good. Eventually, maybe number 38, you're going to get it. And then when we get it, we're going to say, I got it. And I'm, st- I'm not going around again. I got the message. So he takes us from that place and he moves us into another place. That's working from the inside out. You know, teaching, you know, when Jesus taught and, and he ministered uh, it, to the disciples. He ministered to them one-on-one. He brought, we know the story. We know those that were the closest, those that he brought in. Then he ministered to the multitude. And when he ministered to the multitude, he didn't just minister words. In other words, his whole being was a reflection of the presence of God. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, but he came out in the power of the Spirit. His power came from spending time daily moving forward with his Father. It came from communing. It came from sitting at his Father's feet. It came from praying. 
because he was representing the Father in the earth, God Almighty, yes, he was, 100%, but he also was in a fleshly body. If he could not go through those things and those temptations and those situations, then he could never be our great high priest. He had to have experienced it to be sensitive and to experience so that he can be that high priest that he knows what we are going through. He is acquainted with us. So in the spirit realm, there are some things that, that the Lord wants to do to transform our lives. Have you ever said something to somebody and then felt afterwards like you just needed to like clean it up? Well, the kingdom of God is voice activated. Some of the things that we speak sometimes, sometimes we can do it in fleshly nature. And so if we do it in fleshly nature, we've just released things from the flesh into people or into their lives, into circumstances. We've just literally prophesied from the flesh to circumstances. God does not want us to do that. That's why we are going to see today at, at a, some point of, a lot of, of my yielding to the Holy Spirit to be able, Lord, to release what it is that you're speaking to me that it will elevate us and bring us to a point where we not only hear the word of God, see the word of God, but, but we will also live the word of God. And, and in living the word of God, it's a part of a day-to-day, moment-by-moment transformation. It's about taking off the old clothes that don't fit anymore and putting on the new ones that are fitting us. It's about going from glory to glory. You know, our mantles were already created in the heavenlies, and they were given to us in these earthly bodies, regardless of where we came from. I can't say I sat on a church pew, my mother was a, in a pastor, my, my father was a pastor, uh, uh, everybody was just kumbaya, everybody was just grew up so lovely. No, I came from a bad, dark background in family life. But God didn't see that background. He didn't see it in you either. He saw what he created from the beginning of the forming of the foundation of the earth. And that mantle had certain things. And he knew the exact time in his timing where, oh, here they come. And I'm releasing it to you. And if you look back on your own life, you're going to see how the Lord was gently guiding, directing, calling, um, vocalizing, come to me, come to me, putting people in front of you to bring you into the kingdom, to receive that impartation, to move and flow in it. When the word of God is released and it's released in us, it's not just right here in our heart. It consumes us and it's the mantle that consumes us and, and those things that don't fit anymore have no place in there. They decrease. He increases in us and when he increases in us, the manifestation of who he is comes through us. And the giftings and the callings that are in our lives are there with purpose. Can you say purpose? They're there with purpose, kingdom purpose. So some of us may not be the, the Billy Graham evangelist of the century, but we can talk to somebody at the meat counter about Jesus. And we can, we can move in. You see, sometime in the church, there's that comparison. I don't do it like that. I don't do it like this. Can I tell you something? That's part of the part that needs to decrease. Because, because what happens is our eyes become glued to somebody else and how they're doing it, and they're not on Jesus and how he's telling us to do it and moving in his presence, power, and anointing for how he created us. Amen? Does it make sense? Okay, so we're going to talk about, and, and the other point is, 
Thank you, Lord. The other point is that when we move in the old, like I don't feel as, I, somebody didn't give me enough credit. I wasn't encouraged. This happened and that happened. How come it happens for them? Some of the things and the implants that are in us from walking in this flesh, from things that have happened in our lives, those are the things that God is transforming to get out of our lives that need to decrease because our eyes should not be on that or on people. They should be on him. And when we, when our eyes are on him and we're moving in that flow of the spirit, then we're going to be flowing in the spirit in our giftings, talents, anointings, and his purposes are going to be accomplished. It's not us looking at someone else. It's us looking at him and moving in what he has. And so that's a development in the body of Christ. That's a building up of the body of Christ. Why? Because it's truth. It's truth being revealed, and it's us walking in that truth. And so some of those other things, I mean, all we have to do is look in the book of Galatians, and we see it. So Pastor Frank has been ministering on that, about the bear, uh, bigger than the bear, and about... Um, what is going on on the inside of our hearts? Our hearts are entrance points. How many agree to that? Our hearts are entrance points that give access to who? The one who resides within us. We have to give that access. If we hold on to things, he can't have access to that. He can, pushing, and, but, but he's not that way. The Holy Spirit does not work that way within us. And our walk with him is not just a walk where we're just receiving the word. We have to put some tangible feet to our walk with the Lord. What do I mean by that? I mean that how many practice walking and moving in the gifts that God has given you and the anointings that God has given you? How many practice that? What do I mean by practice? I mean, you're, you're familiar, you're, you're not familiar is not the right word. You are more than aware of how Holy Spirit speaks to you, leads you, guides you, directs you. Like, for instance, Pat Hallman. I'm going to use you as an example. She's an intercessor, a prayer warrior. It's not uncommon for her to get up at any hour of the night when the Lord nudges her, when he awakens her, when he speaks to her. Why does she know that? Because that's part of who she is. That's part of her mantle. So she's familiar in the good familiar sense. She knows his voice. Let's use that. She has that relationship. So how many, it's not just the word, it is the word, the foundation, but how many know we have to exercise those giftings that God has given us? And how do we exercise them? We exercise them by stepping out sometimes when we're afraid to step out. By doing what God called us to do, even if we're afraid, even if we got a little bit of apprehension, not a bad fear, but an apprehension. Oh, and then you get out there, and then you wonder, oh, no, you know, was that okay? And then you need a couple, you know, couple phone calls. Hey, did that sound okay? Or, you know, I mean, come on, we're being real. And, and, you know, and you need that encouragement. So as we become familiar in, this, in that realm of the spirit with the anointings that God has given us, then we're able to flow in those anointings. But we have to speak to them. We have to know. We have to spend time with him. And we have to understand and know his voice. What does the scripture say? Know his voice and another they will not follow. So there's entrance points that give access to him. The entrance point, when, when the word of truth, of the word of God, 
and the manifested presence of the one who resides within us is given full authority, the light of the word will transform and guide our lives. We won't question, is that the way to go? Because the word has already set the way and dictated it. The problem with the world, they don't know Jesus. They don't know the word. They don't have the word. They've had words of religion and, run, and coming into that form of religion. But what are we doing with it when we leave the house? What are we doing with it when we leave? Is it a day-to-day -day life? They have that, but then it's gone. As soon as they leave the church building, not realizing they are the building and can be the building. God wants us to realize who we are and move in that from the inside out. Is he not preparing a kingdom? We are the bride of Christ. Is he not preparing us? Even in these last days, we're going to see the great preparation and the great uh, healing and the great cleansing that's taking place in the body. And, and some of us are going to mold into that, and then some of us are going to fight it along the way because there's things that God wants to take out of our lives, and we need to give him free reign to do it. He needs to have free reign to take out and bring in what it is and not the indoctrination of how we were raised. Those are things that have to go. How many can say in this place that you can see some repeats, the repeats in your own lives or your children's lives or your family's lives from generations back, repeats. Things that, that you know that need to be broken. Things that were spoken. Things that have to come down. Those things break with us. Yes, we can break them. And, but we need to recognize that if it, if it continues, it's no longer just that. It's patterns. And those patterns need to be broken in spiritual realms. They have to be broken in spiritual realms. And once they're identified, they should be broken. It's not up to someone to make us always feel good about things. We need to address what is the root cause that we need to always have that. So that is part of the transforming work that the Lord is doing. When he was giving me this message early this morning, yesterday he began, and then early this morning, as I sat and he began to impart it into me, I thought about, oh, you know, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And, and the way he was putting it all together, it was, he gave me a picture of laying a foundation. And the scripture tells us that no man can lay a foundation other that was laid, the Lord Jesus Christ. But also, if anyone is familiar, and I work in that business realm, not that I know so much about it, but you have to dig a foundation to lay a house, to put in a, to put in a, a, a basement. You have to lay a foundation, and, and it all has to be done in a certain way, and there has to be the chief cornerstone. But if, you, if we do not dig up the ground and lay the foundation then we can't build. And so some of the things as God is making us into the bride of Christ, as we're being transformed, and as he is building his kingdom with the people that are in the kingdom, then he has to dig up some things in order to clear the ground and plant some things. And in the overall realm, that's good. That is good. It's good. That's why when we may say some things or do some things, we feel that nudging in our spirit right away. That was not how Jesus would react. We have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit inside of us and allow him the access to speak to us and to minister to us and not consider it condemnation. It's not condemnation. It's building. Kingdom decisions, principles, and practices of our lives. 
should be the scripture that John the Baptist, when he uttered these words, he must increase, I must decrease, because he's above all. John 3, verse 29 portion, and, verse, and John 30, uh, 330 says, the bride, first of all, John 329 says, the bride belongs to the bridegroom. Let that sink in. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. I don't pretty much know any man that's willing to share his bride. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords isn't. So some of the transforming work is us laying some things aside that come before him. And sometimes we have blind spots that we don't even recognize it. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The bride doesn't belong to the world. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. And verse 30, he must increase and I must decrease. If we're used to moving and walking in the eyes, as Pastor Frank has shared so many times, I, I this, I that, I will, I, I won't, I want, I want, I'll do, you know, all of the eyes, then we have not decreased. We're still, we're still in the manifested presence of the idol on the, on the throne, and it's not a decrease. I love when Pastor Frank shared the e-blast from the inside out because that truly speaks to our hearts because that's what God's after. He's after our hearts. He's after our lives. So the New Living Translation, out of Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26, you can see how it's a little different this morning, at least how I'm feeling it being ministered to as the Lord is leading Ezekiel 36, 26 says in the New Living Translation, and I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart, and I will give you a tender, responsive heart. That's what it means to walk in the spirit. How many want to walk in the Spirit? How many want your life to be a walk in the Spirit? A responsive heart. That even if the Lord blows a whisper in our ear or our spiritual ear, that we're going to hear it and we're going to respond to it. Responding. And Apostle Frank was discussing God going bigger, bigger than the bear. We also have been discussing change, transformation, and the things that we're talking about from the inside out. We do have opposition. The opposing forces that seek to access our hearts and hinder our progress. Yeah, it can be the enemy, but you know, if you're walking in the spirit, you're going to discern if it's the enemy or it's your flesh. That's why we have discernment. Discernment is something we grow in. A newborn baby Christian thinks it's always about the devil. You know, we, and and a newborn Christian, baby Christian, is not equipped in discernment. They don't know. Why? Because they've not studied yet. They've, they've not had that transformation. They're, they're brand new. They're just swallowing everything like a baby would eat everything. That's why the mama has to be there and say, no, no, you can't have that. Don't touch that. Don't drink that. That's the purpose of spiritual mothering and fathering in the kingdom. That when the new babies come in, they drink and eat the right thing. So then... As that is taking place, you know, we have, God God begins to lead us, and we have gifts that come into operation. One of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit is discerning of spirits. So when we are mature Christians, 
and that gift clicks into operation as God seeks to use it, it's going to show us what is of the flesh, what is of the spirit, Holy Spirit, angelic spirits, and demonic spirits. But it's not all demonic spirits. So we have to know when we're being led by the Spirit of God what it is. Is it our flesh reacting and acting? And do we need set free from it? Does the flesh need to have discipline? If, we, if we're those that take off the old and put on the new, we know that, you know, it's better if we eat some hummus and a piece of fruit than a one-pound cake. Amen? Otherwise, what's growing? The flesh is growing. That's in a spiritual realm, beloved. If we feed ourselves things of the flesh, it's going to grow in the flesh. If we feed ourselves thing of the, things of the spirit, we're going to grow in the spirit. So in saying that, we have opposition. There are spiritual forces of wickedness in high places. And they are set there to attempt to hinder our forward progress. How, and, and to attach itself, if we allow it, in the fleshly realm. That's why Paul discusses Galatians 5. He says, you don't want to be a part of Galatians. You don't want to envy. You don't want to have strife. You don't want to do things that are, that are feeding your flesh. You want to walk in the spirit because those that are in the spirit do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And we somehow take that word lust and we think it's just one thing, but it's never just one thing. If you study it, it's obvious it's more than one. Galatians 5.25 says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And when we're living in the Spirit and we're walking in the Spirit, guess what? It's going to feel right because you're spiritual beings. Because we are in the Spirit. Because we've been born again. We've been born again into a new Spirit. We've been baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit to move in that spirit. And I'm not going to stand up here and tell you that it's glorious every single moment of every day. No, it's not. But we have to realize that we have to set our face to do it regardless of what the flesh wants to do or regardless of the attacks of the enemy. We have to make a choice. And the choice is, I'm living in the Spirit, so I'm going to walk in the Spirit. If I feel like I want to say something that isn't so kind, I'm going to think about it a minute before I say it. If I think about that I'm going to have a reaction to something, then I want to take the right action. And I don't want to react. And if I do have action attached, then we need to have it attached according to Scripture. And therefore, we represent Him. We're talking about being transformed and transparent. Do you like to sit around someone who has it always all together and then just sit there and listen to how wonderful life is? And it's, they got it all together, never make a mistake, you know, closest thing to being sitting next to Jesus. I mean, you know, just, just right there. Meanwhile, you have the ones that come to the altar and beat their heart and say, Lord, help me. Help me. Help me every day. Help me, Lord. Help me to say the right thing. Help me not to react in my heart. I had someone, uh, I had someone very close to me call me a hypocrite. You know what? I didn't get angry. You know what I did? I examined my heart. And it came from someone who isn't even walking with Jesus. And I examined my heart and I went before the Lord. The Lord cleared me of the accusation. In, in, in my own heart, he cleared me. But it didn't mean that I couldn't work and be better at something. So we have to know that there is opposition and there's things that people try to do to keep us and hinder us from being all that we can be in the Lord. But he gives us the victory. 
and he helps us to walk through every situation. We make choices every moment of every day. And those choices allow access to the Lord. In, we, in surrender to allow him to do a work that only he can do in our lives. If something continues to come up in our lives, then it needs to be looked upon by the word of God, the spirit of the Lord, by the light of his presence. It needs to be examined in that realm so that we can say, Lord, if this, is, this seems to be occurring, what is it? And just deliver me from it. And he will. And it's hard to be in a situation for a long period of time. I can't imagine how my friend Pat feels with her son in jail for so many years. I can't imagine, I could imagine how, and I do know how someone feels taking care of someone in long term. Things come out, frustrations, fears, all of those things. But you know, the Lord transforms us in the midst of it, that when we come out of it, we come out more mature, and we come out knowing his presence in a deeper way because he walked with us through it. His residence inside of us as we picture it is living in our hearts. That's only giving us a general description to understand with our finite minds. Ask Jesus in your heart. The heart is the center, but Jesus, come into my life. Transform, change, maneuver. I surrender with a white flag. His residency, Holy Spirit presence in a born-again believer is this. It's all-consuming. And it's being transformed into his image, not as the world, but as sons and daughters of the king. Sons and daughters of the king. The kingdom is voice activated. That's why we as kingdom people need to speak kingdom words. It's voice activated. The earth needs the activation of the Lord in the presence of, the, of what is happening in the earth. We are activated to do what? To conduct kingdom business. That's why we're here. We represent him and we have his authority to conduct kingdom business. We need to know and understand who we are. It's all a part of the great revelation we, don't, we have not arrived. We are still moving in his glory, in his presence, in his power. I like this story. I was, I was reading it this morning. It dropped in my spirit, so I researched it just very quickly. Daniel chapter 3. And when the he, three Hebrew children were in the fiery furnace, we know it. We can skim over it. They went inbound, and, and yet they were set free. They walked in, a fiery, in, in the fiery presence of the Lord. They were unbound. And, and they were unbound because they were delivered. But it's interesting, when I was getting a different take on this today, that King Nebuchadnezzar, he had them heat the furnace many times over because he wanted it more hot. That the men that put the three Hebrew children into the furnace were consumed. But yet, there was a fourth man in the fire. And I'm not just, we're not just talking about the fiery trials. We're talking about the fire of his presence, the power of God inside of us. So, so there were the three, and then there was a fourth man in the fire. Well, I'm gonna tell you what, in my spirit this morning, I said, Lord, they, they might have heated it up more, but you brought the fire. You brought the power. You brought the fire. You know what he did? He brought the power. He brought the fire. And he made it an unquenchable fire. And in the midst of what man had bound and government had bound those three, 
in the midst of that fire, he set them free from it. And they were not only in that fire, but they were consumed by that fire, but yet not consumed in the natural. Are you, are you with me? They were consumed. They were consumed by, by the presence of God in his fire, his power, that it set them free, and they walked freely. And I, I imagine they probably didn't even think or care if they came out. How many want to be in that place? Let's just walk in the power of God. Let's just walk in his fire and unquenchable. Lord, I don't even care if I come out. How about prayer times when you don't care if you come out? Just, I want to stay there. I want to stay at his feet. I want to stay in my chair. I don't want to, Lord, can this be my work? I want to be right here. I don't want to go there. I want to be here. And then in the midst of being here with the unquenchable, oh my, then he starts saying, I'm going to set you free. Oh, you see that thing right there? I'm setting you free. Oh, you prayed about that last month. Okay, it's done. I set you free. Okay, I'm delivering you. Deliverance is not just what people make it out to be. Give them a bag. They're puking all over. That's not. Deliverance is deliverance is bringing us out of one thing into another. It's taking us and it's transforming us and it's changing us and it's saying, that's the old. Hey, throw those clothes away. I didn't save anything that was a higher size. I didn't save, I didn't save any, any larger clothes. I gave them all away. Why? Because I don't plan on wearing them again. I did a prophetic act. When I cleaned out the cupboard, I cleaned it out. And I said, Lord, now, me, do it. Let this be a prophetic act. Let it represent who you are in me. How many know sometime you got to get prophetic with the Lord with those things? And so the three Hebrew children, they were consumed. Our God is a consuming fire. Amen? He's a consuming fire. So the flesh has a voice. And that activates when we choose to walk in it. Oh, the flesh likes to have a a voice. It likes to be right. It has an ego. It likes to be be pampered. The flesh has a voice. We can walk in the flesh, and the choice is ours, but it's so much more peaceful and right to walk in the Holy Spirit and to let him lead us because it's a path of peace. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, and they're listed in Galatians 5, and I'm not afraid to share them or say them. It's the Word of God. They are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions. You know, we get some contentions in the body. The body's not clean from contentions at times. Jealousies, wrath outbursts, selfish ambitions, dissensions. Paul dealt with that in in the books that he wrote, the letters that, that Paul wrote to us. He talked about dissensions, heresies, drunkenness, and the like which I tell you beforehand, and I told you in the past. Now listen, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. It doesn't mean that, that at some point they won't accept the Lord and, and have these things dealt with in the flesh, but they won't inherit. We're on this earth to inherit. We have an inheritance. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. You know what? Kindness and goodness, whether we deserve it or not, the fruit of the Spirit. God in his loving kindness saved us. We didn't deserve it, for by grace we're saved. But he did it. Against self-control, against such things there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. 
I'm going to be closing. This is all coming together simply because we're on this study. I don't know how much great revelation is is being built upon in this in this study, but I do know that it's something that I have been instructed and led to share. John 6.63, it says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. Let's stop there for a little understanding of that activation. So when we're walking in the spirit, we're going to be quickened. Not only will we be, we be quickened in our lives, but, you know, he quickens us when he wants us to do something. He, there will be a quickening. We'll, we'll just know. It's all a part of not just the word, but walking in the spirit. In these days, we need to understand how to walk more deeply, more closely, more intimately, more with understanding in the Spirit. Not walking just the old way, but walking in new ways. Not something new that's taking us astray, but recognizing inside of ourselves the Holy Spirit in His presence. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Remember we said that the kingdom is voice activated. Romans 8. And, and uh, well, I'm going to give you this one. For the law of the spirit of Christ, of life in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. So as we're walking in the spirit, we're not walking in death. We're not walking in sin unless we choose to, but we're not because we're in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45 says, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So what was stolen in the garden was given back when Christ came. We were quickened because he was here and because he sent and the Father sent Holy Spirit. And Galatians 5.16 as I close. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Why? Because it's hard to be in those two places at one time. Some people use the example you know, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. But when we're in the spirit, it really has to take some effort to move into the flesh. Because if we're led by the spirit and we're walking in the spirit, then who wants to go to something that needs to decrease? I want to stay in the increase. How about you? Holy Spirit, the Lord our God, he's love. He moves in love. And even though at times when transformation is taking place, it's not a lovely feeling. Yeah. But it is as needed. It's a needed change to transform our lives. Sometimes it can get ugly. Not lovely, but ugly. Ugly because he's doing a work. Ugly because maybe we, I, don't like what I see. Ugly. But God does a change. And then it's all lovely. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus, the Word of God, is God. And through him all things created were created by the release of his Word and of his will. That's done in our lives. Part of the Lord's prayer is, Lord, deliver us from evil. Deliverance is something that as we walk this journey, we need to be delivered from some things. Old thought patterns, old ideas, religious thoughts. I didn't even know that I was religious until I came here. Seriously. Pastor Frank was always talking about you know, that's religious, that's religious. And I had to stop and think about it. And I came from denominations, and I thought, my God, that is religious. So I'm very sensitive to not being that. 
don't want religion or religious, do you? We just want the Spirit of God to move in our lives and to do what needs done. I'm going to share this with you. I'm not sure if I share it. This is my closing. And then we're going to receive the offering. But I don't think I shared this last time, but it's something I wrote down, and it was something that the Holy Spirit spoke to me that I believe is should be shared today. Our journey is a process to get to a final destination. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. It's filled with choices and decisions. There are people who walk with us as we journey, some for short times and distances, and others for our lifetime. Some people come in and out of our lives as new doors open and old doors close. We have to know and discern, trust and rest in him being in the center of our lives and us being in, his, in the center of his plan and his will. We have to learn to go with his flow and to have peace. Jesus journeyed throughout regions and territories during his earthly walk. He was met many, many times by a large crowd. They were getting a glimpse of him, and he saw them, and he ministered to them kingdom principles. To those close to him, he revealed his word with revelation. How could you not be in his presence and have the revelation? That's why our intimate time with him, our time gathering together in fellowship, that's why our time with one another, there's a revelation that's released. To those close to him, he revealed his word with revelation, with understanding, with love, with discernment, and with correction. These were the ones who experienced the intimacy with him. A question, are we part of a crowd that is satisfied with a glimpse of him? Or are we one who is so in love with him and so close to him that close is never close enough? Father, we thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to minister, Father, and, and Holy Spirit, I know with all of my heart that there are things that you have been speaking to us throughout this service. Lord, you've been uncovering, you've been shedding light, you've been revealing, you've been constructing instructing and doing a deep work thank you for this house father thank you for the worshipers of this house thank you for the people of this house thank you for those that came today thank you for those that are watching online father i pray that there would be just the waves of your presence throughout this day father i pray that the waves of your presence of your power of your love will continue to manifest in the lives, Lord, of us, Lord, that have heard your word today. And let the peace that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to receive the tithes and offerings. Pastor Ralph's not here. And he's one that I think does a tremendous, tremendous job, anointed for it. So we're going to receive it today. And I'm going to ask, um, I'm going to ask Dave if you would come up and receive the offering. Just bless the offering and receive it, please. If you need an envelope, raise your hand. If you do not need an envelope, all good. 
Thank you, Lord. Father, we just come to you today, Lord. We just thank you that your word says that we could be a cheerful giver, Lord, if we choose to, Father. Father, we know that as we give our tithe and offering, Father, your word also says that it is given in the same measure, Father. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. So, Father, as we give today, that we will receive increase, Father, not only financially, but increased wisdom too, Father, today, Lord. That as Pastor Patty preached today, Father, that that will soak into our spirit, Father, that we will move forward in the things and the giftings that you called us to move into, Father. So, Father, we just thank you for that, Father, that we are blessed to be a blessing and that we are choosing to be cheerful givers today, Lord. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to thank those that do uh, tithe online. You're not forgotten. We, we thank you for giving to this house. We want to assure you that it's good seed in good land. It's planted. And, and we see who you are, and we want to thank you for that. We know that for some it's a great sacrifice, but God honors it. They who, those who sow will definitely reap. That's the key, right? If we want to reap, we have to plant seed and sow. If we don't plant seed and sow, then we're not going to reap a harvest. And the harvest, if, if our planting is, let's use an example, if our planting is five seeds, and that's all, that is, that is ac- exactly what we're doing for the Lord, then that's what it's going to yield. But if that's what we have, and that's given to the Lord, God blesses it, and it multiplies. So it's not the amount it's the obedience, and it's the sacrifice. So we want to thank you for being here today. We are going to open the altars. I know we're going to be closing down um, online. Thank you for being here, and thank you for uh, being a part of Touch Heaven. Pastor Frank and Laura Lee will be back Sunday sharing another exciting, powerful message. Again, there are CDs. Please, yes, there are CDs. Can I have one? Pastor Frank gave a prophetic word last week and instructed us to get that prepared for those who would want it. We're not, we're, we're not minimizing this. This is very important. And so here is the CDs. If you would like to have one, they're back at the Welcome Center. I would ask, Jan, can you be at the Welcome Center and just hand those out, please? Thank you. So Jan will be there. She's our greeter that so faithful, so loving, so kind. Everybody misses her terribly when she's not here. Now that's somebody moving in their gift, okay? She is gifted. And so we have these available. Get it. Listen to it pray over it allow it to get into your spirit you know we're honored in this house to not only have an apostle of the house but he's also a prophet moving in the fivefold so we honor that and we honor all of you and your giftings as well and who you are in christ who you are so thank you for giving thank you for being here and we're going to open these altars if you would like to have prayer or you feel like you know what I just need to I just need to lay something down. Or maybe someone said something that hurt you. Maybe there's some wounds in there. Maybe there's some things from you know, when we have wounds and we look through a woundedness, then our vision is skewed. It's skewed according to what we see because of the hurt that's in our lives. The Lord wants to heal that. Heal bodies, heal, heal minds, heal hurts, and, and deliver from things that would have us bound. You know, if our feet are bound and our hands are bound and we're trying to go forward, we're not going to move because we're bound. What Jesus say to, about Lazarus? Unbind him and let him go. So amen. Father, I decree and declare over each and every one within the sound of my voice 
that there is deliverance. It is the children's bread. Father, deliverance in families, deliverance from addictions, deliverance from attitudes, deliverance, Father, from insecurities, inferiorities, deliverance from um, uh, alcohol and drug addictions, deliverance from sexual addictions. Father, deliverance. We call for deliverance from anger and the works, Lord, that, that would supplant themselves because of the works of the flesh. Father, we thank you that generations are set free from this point forward. Generations are set free from this point forward in Jesus' name. We declare it, we decree it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.